Welcome, everybody. I'm Diana Winston, and I'm the Director of Mindfulness Education at MARC, the Mindful Awareness Research Center, located in the School of Medicine, UCLA, just right down the street. Before we begin, I just want to make a comment. Uh, there's a lot of people in the room, in case you haven't noticed. So with a lot of people comes its own set of challenges, like there'll be noise, and there'll be people wrestling. And actually, today, I have some students here who may be taking some notes. And I know it's not ideal for those of you who like the kind of pristine, silent conditions. but. It may be happening, and so I just want to encourage you to go with it and know that that is part of what we do with mindfulness practice. We're present with whatever happens, even the sound. You just be aware of the sound or aware of the wrestling. So, um, so keep that in mind. As this room gets bigger, we need to have, we need to increase our mindfulness capacity to deal with whatever life brings. And in fact, that's why we practice, right? We don't just practice to go into the secret special zone or something. We're doing it to be able to be open to the world, in a sense. So mindfulness is about paying attention to our present moment experiences with openness and curiosity and a willingness to be with what is. This is the definition I often give. and. I thought today I'd just go back to the beginning, back to the basics, especially because there's a lot of new people and people started coming you know, after the first of the year. So just to say a little bit about some of the science behind mindfulness. Mindfulness has been researched really for the past 35 years or so, but it's really picked up a lot more research in the last decade. And there's, it's been shown to be quite effective, but it's still an early field. There's a long way to go before it's proven how mindfulness works. But you know, for those of you who practice, that mindfulness works for you, or you probably wouldn't keep coming back. Mindfulness is helpful for a whole variety of physical conditions. So things like stress-related conditions, like high blood pressure, can be positively impacted. It can boost the immune system. It can help it can positively impact genetic markers for inflammation. So diseases such as heart disease and diabetes or any inflammation-related conditions can be positively impacted through the practice of mindfulness. An early study was done with psoriasis, with people who have that itchy skin condition. And when they, the typical treatment is having is like a almost like a tanning booth, where you get the UVB rays on the skin. They had people meditate, doing mindfulness practice along with the treatment, and they had some people just doing the usual treatment. The people who were practicing along with it healed three times faster than the people who did not meditate. So it seems to, in some way, as I said, boost the immune system and improve the healing response. It's helpful for mental health issues like uh, depression, anxiety. You don't have to have a particular clinical diagnosis for this, but um, it is very helpful in, in, uh, with this diagnosis. But if you just have the usual anxiety and depression for being alive in the 21st century, right, like everybody, um, Mindfulness is extremely helpful, and it helps to cultivate positive emotion. We did a research study at UCLA with breast cancer survivors, younger women, people who had survived breast cancer under the age of 50. And it was looking at their emotional state at a post-survival. And what, they, what we found was there was a reduction in incidence of depression and anxiety while they were learning the mindfulness, which they learned over six weeks. 
in the long run, when we looked back at the results, when they were, they were interviewed about three months later, it found that people reported more kindness for themselves, less judgmental, less, less self-judgmental, that they really learned through the mindfulness practice to care for themselves in a kinder way. Mindfulness can impact attention. Studies are done with people with ADHD. We did one at UCLA, attention deficit disorder, hyperactivity disorder, and it's very, very helpful for helping people to focus and pay attention. And this can be done with kids, with adolescents, with adults. And mindfulness even can change the brain. I mean, that's very interesting when you do these practices for a while and you notice that there's something different. Well, the scientists observe changes in long-term meditators, people who've practiced 20, 30 years like in the caves in the Himalayas, and they've looked at their brains. These, you can think of them as like the Olympic athletes of meditation. Their brains are different than people of the same age range. Their brains do not thin out in certain areas, such as the prefrontal cortex and the insula cortex. We can think of the prefrontal cortex as the CEO of our brain, responsible for executive functioning, for flexible thinking, working memory, um, delayed gratification, for helping us with, uh, with emotional regulation. These part of the brains are thicker, this part of the brain is thicker in people who meditate over the long term. And when they've looked at novice meditators, they've even seen similar minute structural changes in people who practice just 27 minutes a day for eight weeks. So um, not, not as pronounced, obviously, as the people who've done it for 30 years, but some changes. So mindfulness is about paying attention to our present moment experiences with openness, curiosity, and a willingness to be with what is. Most of the time, we're lost in the past and lost in the future. If you check into your mind at any point of the day, you might be replaying something, feeling bad about it, going over it, wishing you had done it differently, or thinking about what's coming up, planning for it, obsessing about it, catastrophizing, worst case scenario. Or sometimes your mind's in the present moment, but you're often in the present moment wishing it were a different present moment, right? So mindfulness can invite us into the present moment to just be here with curiosity and interest, to live life with more appreciation and gratitude, and have an acceptance for things as they are. And that's one of the reasons many of us, or many of the reasons we do these practices. So let's begin the practice today. Let's settle back into a posture that's comfortable and at ease. And we'll give it a try, especially if you've never tried it before. I'll be talking you through it. And for those of you who have, there'll be silent time as well. So sitting in a posture where your back can be upright, feet on the floor. But you don't have to be very rigid or tight, just comfortable with your posture. Hands resting wherever it's easiest, on your knees or lap. Typically, we do this meditation with our eyes closed, but you don't have to. Some people prefer to do it with their eyes open. If you are keeping your eyes open, you can have your eyes looking downward, so you're not looking all around and getting distracted. And let's begin with a few deep breaths. 
And as we take these deep breaths, we allow ourselves to just gently let go, if that's possible, of anything that might be troubling you. Taking a deep breath and inviting in some relaxation, ease, just an invitation. It doesn't have to be here, but that possibility. One more deep breath to remind us to come into this present moment right here, right now. We can notice our feet on the floor, feeling our feet as they touch the floor. There's hardness and pressure, heaviness, temperature. And bring your attention up your legs, feeling your thighs against the chair. There's pressure, warmth, vibration. Just notice whatever there is to notice. And right now, you are doing mindfulness. You're practicing mindfulness, just being with the present moment experience. Notice your back against the chair and what that feels like. Hardness, warmth, pressure. Bring your attention into your stomach area. Is your stomach tense or tight? And if it is, see if you can allow it to soften. You can take a deep breath into your stomach area. Notice your hands. You might feel tingling, vibration, warmth or coolness. See if you can let your hands be soft. And notice your arms and shoulders. Let your shoulders relax. Notice your throat and jaw. Soften your jaw and soften your face and facial muscles. Let your breath be natural at this point, breathing in and out through your nose, your own natural rhythm. No need to lengthen or shorten it. Or just let it be what it is. Let's turn our attention to the sounds around us. Sounds in the room, sounds outside the room. Sounds coming and going. As if you were listening to your favorite music. Listen with that curiosity and interest. And often when we hear a sound, our tendency is to think about that sound or to have a reaction to it. I like it, I don't like it. See if you can simply listen without getting lost in a whole story 
or a reaction about the sound. Get curious about the sound. Now bring your attention back into your body, noticing your body breathing. Without you doing anything, your body is breathing. Where do you feel your breath the clearest? Notice your abdomen rising and falling, expanding and contracting. Notice your chest rising and falling, expanding and contracting with each breath. Or you might notice the air moving through your nose. There's some tingling, vibration, temperature changes. Choose a spot to focus on for this meditation. If you have experience, you know where you normally pay attention to your breath. If you're just starting out, choose your nose, your chest, or your abdomen. Or if it didn't feel right to do the breathing, you can continue to listen to the sounds. It's helpful to have a focus for your meditation. So it can be our breath at any of those spots I mentioned, or it can be the sound. So pick something now, whichever is the easiest or most interesting. And if you can't decide, it doesn't matter, just pick one. And now we will pay attention to the present moment, moment after moment, breath after breath, sound after sound, feeling our breath. One breath ends, the next breath begins. As we do this, we may notice our attention wandering. Thoughts come, they grab us, they seem very compelling. And at a certain point, you'll realize that you're lost in thought. You can say a soft word in your mind, like thinking or wandering. And then gently redirect attention back to your main focus, the breath or the sound. So we'll just keep practicing in this way, being with our main focus, our attention wanders, we notice it, and come back. Other things may happen too. You might get sleepy or restless, 
might have emotions come and go. If those things are in the background, just let them be in the background. But if they really grab your attention, notice them, acknowledge them, feel them, sense them, and then ultimately come back to your main focus. So I'm going to stop talking and we'll practice in silence for a while.
as we near the <clears throat> as we near the end of this meditation, we might turn our attention now to the impact of the practice on our body and mind. So just notice how do you feel now as compared to when you first came in? How's your body? Is it more relaxed, at ease? It may or may not be, but just to notice. How about your mind? Do you feel more present, less present, sleepy, alert, awake? Just notice. And if you're feeling more at ease and present, really enjoy these qualities inside ourselves. If you're feeling something other than that, that's fine. Just notice what it is and let yourself be exactly where you are. This is mindfulness. So we'll take another breath or two with awareness. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Thank you for your practice today. And I hope it was a good review for people who've been here a lot before and good for the new people. Our center, the Mindful Awareness Research Center, offers, offers classes, programs, and events, and all sorts of things going on throughout the year, including our six weeks MAPS class where you learn the fundamentals of mindfulness so you can go much more in depth. I'm teaching a day long on February 13th on working with anxiety and opening to courage. And that's a whole day of meditation and inquiry investigation. And so all the information about this and many other things is on the right when you exit. There's a little table with a flyer on it. And that's pretty much it. I will be in the hallway if you have any questions. And I'll see you next week. Thanks. <laughs>